Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian, I'm on the phone with Ashvin, and today we are talking about Host from 2020, directed by Rob Savage, written by Rob Savage, Gemma Hurley, and Jed Shepard, and starring Haley Bishop, Gemma Moore, Emma Louise Webb, Radina Drandova, and Caroline Ward. In this movie, friends hire a medium to hold a seance over Zoom during the coronavirus lockdown, and things do not go as planned. And we chose this because there's been quite the buzz about it in the horror community, so we figured we'd better check it out. And we will be spoiling this, but you're probably safe to listen until our little musical interlude while we give some background info on it. And Ashvin, this is a Shudder original. Did you finally get Shudder so you could watch this? <laughs> I did. You know, uh, I finally uh, dived into it. I got the free trial, but then uh, I saw there's a bunch of content on there, so I'm, I'm just kind of holding on to it. Um, do, you, do you like that service? I do, man. I've found it's really fun. Every, I mean, we kind of hand select our movies based on our own holes or like stuff we haven't seen in a long time or think our listeners would enjoy. So it's not always like. Sometimes I have a hard time justifying stuff like that because we're just like renting so much stuff. Yeah, right. But uh, every once in a while, there's a movie on there, and then I fill a lot of my own like personal viewing when we have some time some spare time to watch movies on my own time, I'd definitely check out stuff there. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff uh, you can't find anywhere else, right? That's that's kind of just on Shudder. Yeah, I mean, this is case in point. This is a Shudder exclusive. Sure. Can't watch it anywhere else right now. Yeah, is this the first... This isn't the first movie they're doing, like, an uh, exclusive movie they've released, is it? No, no, they've got a few. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the, this one, uh, did, did, were, were you like aware of it? Like, was there a buzz building up before it came out or did you just hear about it after it was released? I don't, I don't think I heard about it until after. Yeah. Like I, I caught a headline, like some zoom movie just came out a zoom horror or something. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was like 12 weeks time between like pitching the idea and having the movie be released. So there probably really wasn't that much time for, uh, yeah. for buzz to build about it. Right, yeah, yeah, building a buzz. Um, do you think, given like the buzz and uh, more people knowing about this now, do, do you think the Shutter model is to like release it to other streaming services or somehow license it and get it into more hands? I want to say they've done that before. I can't remember what the details were for Revenge. Oh that yeah, came out on Shutter. Like it was released on Shutter, and then I think it had like DVD, Blu-ray release as well. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what their I often have a hard time understanding the roles of companies when it comes to production versus distribution, and I can't remember the exact role they played there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen that pop up in like other places. So yeah, they, mu- they must be getting out with these releases. And uh, Haunt, I think, was also technically uh, an exclusive, oh, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But I think that's gone yeah. elsewhere too now. Yeah. Um. Dude, we we should watch uh, Unfriended. That's another movie that has this like, it's found footage, but like through the internet. Yeah, I saw a lot of comparisons to that film. I always just assumed that was like a terrible movie, but I, I don't know. What, what, what do you know? Like how that movie's fared, or uh, what? The I mean, are? I've heard a lot of talk about it. I always assumed the same, but I think we're learning that anytime we assume something about a movie, it <laughs> is kind of just like a shot in the dark. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I just like kind of knocked the title of Unfriended. It sounds like really dumb, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of comparisons to this, right? Yep. Yeah, it feels like there should be a name for this little subgenre of found footage that's 
done via computer screens. I know. What was the other one uh, with the guy from Harold and Kumar? Searching. Oh, right. That would also yeah, fall that, in this genre, right? Yep. That one was really good. Damn, I got to see that. Yeah, I would check that out. Yeah. But it is, it's so interesting how the found footage uh, industry or, or the genre has evolved. And, and like now with like modern times, uh, you have this, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. And this one done out of necessity during lockdown. It was I know filmed via Zoom. Yeah. I, w- I want to say like this is the most uh, recently made film I've seen. I, I don't know if I've seen anything else that was like made in lockdown. Have you? No, no. And the guys, um, Rob Savage and uh, Judd Shepard, I was just listening to an interview they did with the Boo Crew podcast. Mm-hmm. And there, everyone they were talking about how everyone was like, "Oh, somebody's gonna make a lockdown movie, like a quarantine movie. It's, yeah, it's inevitable." And then it had been a while, and they're like, "No, still nobody's done this. Maybe we right. should do it." <laughs> I know that's kind of amazing. Like, uh, we're the, I, I guess lockdown started in March. This comes out end of July. So, uh, yeah, like that. That's like four months where no one's come out with something, right? Yeah, this is yeah. the first one. Uh, and, yes. it, and it's it, it's cool. It's not like really like I, I feel like uh, the lockdown isn't like a main part of this. It's kind of like in the subtext of it and kind of like gives the foundation of it in a way. But it's not like We're, a movie about lockdown, right? I like that too. Yeah, like it's the setting. Like this is the world that they live in, but it's not yeah. like hammering you over the head with like yeah coronavirus, etc. Yeah, I, I, f- I have a feeling like when movies do start coming out and being made, that like the, they're going to be a lot more heavy-handed with like all about the coronavirus or the lockdown or something. Right, right. Yeah, we might see some of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was kind of like the full Zoom experience. You saw people's images like toggle back to their profile images when they had a bad connection. Sometimes voices were out of sync. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was like that whole thing where someone's on their phone and the computer and you get that feedback and you have to explain. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was like, turn your phone off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you spend a lot of time in Zoom meetings? Um, I don't Zoom for work. Oh, okay. Really? Like, I've done it once, but we do. I've done a lot of Zoom, like friend stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Uh, we use it exclusively at work, and uh, so yeah, we've been using it. And now, yeah, obviously, uh, it's been great to get on it with uh, what's been going on lately. But uh, it's, it's kind of funny. So when I, when I watched this, uh, I, I was I was at work, and I had like my work zoom up, and I'd be getting like pings, and it was just like really scary to like watching this movie where like you think you're looking at a zoom screen, but then you're also getting zoom messages from like your coworkers on the side. Yeah, it's, kinda, <laughs> it's, it's too real. Um, yeah, I mean, it really. Again, without being too heavy-handed, it really like struck on something. Not only lockdown, but people's familiarity with Zoom and like yeah. the um, just the culture of it, I guess, and the way you interact with people on there. Right. Yeah. Super relevant and, and something like everyone's like dealing with today. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty smart on their part. What I didn't realize until I listened to that interview was that what you see on screen is not really. It wasn't filmed in zoom right yeah like they filmed it via zoom like they were all on zoom as they were filming right um but the actual footage isn't like zoom cameras yeah exactly yeah Yeah. they have iphones like taped to the top of their laptop so that the iphone camera aligns with yeah the computer camera that's what I was wondering. The, the, yeah, the first time I watched this, I was, I was like, how do they get it so perfect? Like the, the with on Zoom, like it's going to like the screen that uh, like on the right character at the right time. 
Um, but yeah, when I read that, that made so much more sense. Like, it, it looks like they just imported the video into like a Zoom uh, type of setting, right? They added, so they got permission to use Zoom's like branding and graphics and everything. Yeah. And the interface. But they had to do like add 4,000 Zoom graphics in post production. Wow. 4,000. So one of the producers, they said, just like stayed awake for three days doing all that. Like wow. anytime you see somebody with the Zoom like menu bar at the bottom of the screen and their name typed yeah. there, like he manually went in and did that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's legit. Like, I mean, watching it, you totally think you're in a, a Zoom conference call. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they said they did it because it would really, truly look like garbage if they had just done it that way. Like, yeah, actually using Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you could tell, I wondered the same thing when I was watching it because people come in to view, like it switches from grid view to like actually seeing the yeah. one-on-one view, whatever that's called, right. before they really start talking. Right. And yep. normally that's cued by the sound of their voice. So I had a right. feeling something was a little different, but. Damn, good eye. He caught that. Do yeah. you remember uh, a few months ago, last time, I I, feel, I think it was the last time we had Joseph on, so it must have been one of the Friday the 13th, uh, we kind of spitballed an idea of like doing a Zoom movie on something. Yeah. It would have been way worse than this. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, like, I, I think you had mentioned it, and I forget what the concept was. Maybe you texted us about it. Oh, maybe it was about, like, um, ah, dad, I forget what it was about. Um, some, I can't some, remember either. Yeah, I feel like something to do with zombies. Uh, but, um, yeah, I feel like when you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, a movie on Zoom. And then, yeah, two, three months later, an, an actual good one comes out on Zoom. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, and this, dude, this has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes as of yeah. our recording on August 11th. That's nuts. That's so yeah. crazy. Very unusual. And it's right. only 57 minutes long. Yeah, 56 minutes or something. That, I, I like that part of it. That, that's really cool that they kept it so brief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was wondering what the qualifications were to be considered a feature, and it sounds like there are some mixed opinions on that. Oh, okay. It's usually based on length. Yeah, like an Ameri- the American Film Institute and British Film Institute consider anything longer than 40 minutes a feature, mm-hmm. but I think the Screen Actors Guild considers it anything longer than 80 minutes, maybe? 80, oh, interesting. Which seems pretty long for... Yeah. I mean, that's a very short movie, but think yeah. about, like, I feel, feel like we've seen a few hour and 15 minute movies, and those would technically not be features under that definition. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I feel like the 40 minutes sounds like a better number. It's just weird that it's like tied to like a length, uh, the definition. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I guess. Yeah, I guess. What, what else would you base it on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, horror, horror movies, I, I feel like generally, and, and there's so many like great like shorts out there that I, I think we, we've shared back and forth that like, I, I feel like it's such a great format for horror films to have a shorter runtime. Yeah, for sure. Kind of hits harder. Yeah. Um... And it sounds like this started maybe from a short that Rob yeah. Savage filmed, yeah. just to, like as a prank on his friends or something. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Was that like a, he, he put a film together, or was it like he was on a Zoom call with friends and he just like did a prank? I, I couldn't tell. I th- yeah, I think maybe he just did a Zoom. I was confused about that as well. I should have dug more into that. Okay. Are you, are you familiar with this guy at all? No, I'm not. They haven't done much that I've heard of. I, it mm-hmm. sounds like these folks, like the director, the writer writers and the actors have all worked together in the past on various things usually yeah. shorts yep 
but I wasn't familiar with any of the work. Yeah, me neither. I, mean, I was really surprised. Uh, and, and it sounds like he's, his next big project's with like Sam Raimi or something. Yeah, yep. Sounds like it. So, yeah, definitely an, an up-and-comer. Yeah, and then I saw something on his IMDb for 2021 that was like a creature feature. Oh, cool. But I, th- I think that was something different than the Sam Raimi thing, so I'm not sure. Okay, busy guy. I have a feeling if... If the world returns back to normal at some point and movies start happening again, we'll we'll be hearing more for the from these guys. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, is he's is he English or like from the UK or something? Yeah, they're from the UK. Okay, okay. Yeah, this that was a sense. UK production. Yeah, yeah. Got it. That's cool. Do you think uh, Zoom has a future as like a, a film production company or something, or they're probably just gonna stick as like the software? This like, approach. does Zoom have something to enable this to happen easier? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you think they're going to try to encourage more, like, Zoom films and, like, go forward in, like, developing more uh, types of filters or, like, the ability to, like, shoot a film on their platform? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that could be an interesting angle. Or even, like, they talked about how the director, he was on the Zoom call but hidden, um, which I don't know how that translates to the actually what we see on screen because what we saw on screen wasn't a real zoom call. So I don't right. know if the women were even all always together when they filmed it. I think they were. Oh, okay. But he said he was like hidden on the zoom call. So I don't know if that would be something they would add, like to be yeah. completely <laughs> hidden. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could do that. that, that that's kind of awesome. Just jump yeah, into... or Maybe you can, I don't, I don't work with zoom that often. And like the yeah. video background, I didn't know you, is that a thing you could do? Oh yeah. The virtual background. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Where it uh, like is actually moving. Yeah, I got a colleague that just did that for like this hour-long company meeting we had. They just recorded uh, a video of them, like a five-minute loop of them as a virtual background, and then uh, just had that playing the whole time. So it looked like they're sitting there taking notes the whole time. Which uh, I was that's like, that's really shit. weird. <laughs> yeah, it's I know, right? <laughs> that's it's like uh. a it's, it's like a hack that's out there. Like if you ever want to look like you're sitting in front of the computer but not actually be there, you just make this virtual. Uh, background of like a, of a short video of it that's like some ferris bueller type stuff <laughs> I <know. laughs> yeah yeah it's the old uh being in bed with the, with the pillows stuffed under the blankets yeah modern day version um so it sounds like these women the actors all had to like set up these practical effects by themselves with like video guidance from the effects guy yeah and like rig things to like pop out of the cupboards at certain times yeah i love that it's so like diy yeah, it's really cool. Apparently, the effects guy rigged like these remote control pusher things that like they could have it at their computer next to them and push a button on the control and it would like push out a cupboard door if they had put it in the cupboard. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, man, that's kind of like a, remember like an Apollo 13 where like they're trying to, they're stuck in space and they're trying to get out of there and like NASA's like communicating with them like how to build something. Is that kind of what you're envisioning was happening here? Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Pretty cool. Uh, I assume it was probably like that with the special effects makeup as well. Yeah, yeah. Just like they're training them like how to do it or what to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like even like with the shots and like the cinematography of behind it, I think the director had to like kind of coach them a bit and like this is like what he wants to capture or something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's really cool. Yeah. And he said one benefit of not doing this like a traditional movie was that everyone like had any th- had everything set up on their own in their homes. Yeah. So there was no like lead time 
before like shooting it was just like they could just start <laughs> shooting because everything was already set up it wasn't <laughs> like there was a whole bunch of setup to do every day yeah yeah i see uh yeah it was just their place and that's how it is yeah that's that's pretty cool <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so yeah, this, this whole thing was then, I guess, shot in isolation then, right? Yeah. Yep. For sure. That's wild. And, um, one of the characters, Teddy, the director and writer of Never Even Met. Oh, really? Yeah. The only reason they had all met before was because they had all worked together in the past, but. Okay. Except Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds, sounds like, uh, the cast here, like they were friends, uh, anyway, right? Beyond. Yeah. Outside of yeah. This. I think not only did they work together a bunch, but they were, they were friends as well. Okay. Cool. And they chose Teddy for a specific reason that we'll we'll get to later. Ooh, all right, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we move on to our Ohio connection and then start to spoil things? Uh, oh, have you ever done a seance? No, and I don't think I would, even though I don't believe in that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't believe it, but you still would never do it? Exactly. How about all you? Right. Uh, that's fair. Um, no, I've never been in one, but then I kind of always wonder why we never do them. Because uh, uh, how hard is it to get like our hands on a Ouija board? I mean, very easy. Dude, yeah. they actually did a seance to prep for this movie. Oh my God, like a real one? Yeah, and they said uh, Gemma's, Gemma actually felt something on her neck and then something flew off of her shelf. Get out of here, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's. I guess that's why we don't do seances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all I, the characters are named, their character names are the same as the actors, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Pro- probably makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, I think we should have an episode sometime soon. I think we talked about this, right? Maybe doing a, a seance uh, on one of these podcasts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll could, think about it. Yeah, that could either get really boring or uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got nothing else. So you got an Ohio connection for us? Yeah. Our Ohio connection is from our friend Alex, who owns and operates the Jukebox Bar and Restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio. You can go to jukeboxcle.com and order beer, wine, or food, and pick it up safely from your car. And Alex says, the character Haley is played by American actress Haley Bishop. Of the entire cast, she appears to have the most work in Hollywood with small TV roles in the soap opera Doctors and Fox's recent show Deep State. By far her most notable role was as main aide in the Gerard Butler slash Morgan Freeman action film Angel Has Fallen, the third installment in the popular Olympus Has Fallen series. Morgan Freeman famously played the role of Red in the Shawshank Redemption filled at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Oh man, good one. <laughs> he had to go a ways to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's crazy. I mean, now that you say that, I, I totally remember her from. Uh, it was it was that new uh, Deep Space or that Space Agency or something, right? That Steve Carell new Netflix show. She's, oh no, I don't know. Oh okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, hearing that now, like I can, I feel like I can place her in that show. I mean, did you recognize her before? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't either, but yeah, I, I hear, hearing this uh, name, I, I think I know what he's talking about. That's crazy. Yeah. Cool. I tried to like dig a little bit into an Ohio connection, and uh, it was tough, so, so yeah. he got there. Yeah, nice. Nice job, Alex. Yeah. I don't know if we should explain on every episode that we connect every movie to our home state of Ohio just for fun <laughs> as like a six degrees of separation thing. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like we a, got a weird review where someone was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess if you just listen to one episode, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the randomness of it, but yeah. 
Yeah. yeah Random funny. defines us well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the other thing, um, I was really curious, like, what the budget was for this, but I couldn't find anything. I, I don't know if you saw anything. Oh, uh, no, I didn't see anything either. I, I would think it's pretty low, right? Because you got people shooting their own footage off a, a, a cell phone. I guess, I guess most of it's probably, like, in editing and uh, after production, right? Post-production. Right, what they paid people and mailing stuff and... Yeah, sure, logistical. Yeah. The software for the video effects and stuff, somebody probably already had that, but... yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, that'd be really cool if they ever release those numbers, because I bet it's going to make a, a lot of money compared to what they cost. I feel like yeah. uh, we get a movie like this every 10 years that just like disrupts the uh, medium on which we're uh, enjoying these films, like Blair Witch, obviously in the 90s, and then Paranormal Activity took that another step, and again, like a low-budget, high-earner, and I feel like this might be like the, the Paranormal Activity of like the next uh, decade or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely definitely carved a spot for itself already in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got its mark in history already. Right, right, exactly. And it's great that it's actually not to spoil the review, like a good, good movie, and not just yeah something cashing in on the, the on trend. the coronavirus lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, I just heard a really loud thud. I think I'd better go check it out. You oh, mind okay. if we hold on for a second? Sure. All right, I'll be right back. All right. Okay, man, I'm I'm back. Hey, everything okay? Yeah, I I forgot I ordered a pizza. It was just the delivery person at the door. <laughs> just knocking on the door. Yeah, and then also my wife fell from the ceiling for some reason. Oh, <laughs> that's where she was? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure looking. how she got up there, but <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people go missing like that and they're just on the ceiling the whole time. <laughs> and for some reason you can't see them out of your peripheral view that they're on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They must have had really high ceilings in that house. Yeah, yeah, they must have. Uh, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a surprising one. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we are going to walk through the plot of this movie and give spoilers along the way, and then afterwards we will review it. So a group of friends are on a Zoom call during lockdown, and one of the friends has hired a medium to host a seance. And there's a small bit of character development here before the medium joins the call. Caroline is very worried. Emma's a bit worried, too. We know that Rodina has moved in with her very recent boyfriend for lockdown, and it may not be going so well, etc. What did you think of the uh, character development here and the attempts to do so? Uh, I, I loved it. I felt like the dialogue was very natural. It was like two friends, three friends, where like each one kind of came on, and like the whole like group dynamic felt like really uh, natural. And like I loved the chemistry that they had, and like kind of like back talking about some of their friends. And then also like I thought they did a really good job in interior earlier points, kind of like familiarizing you, like putting you back into Zoom, like uh, oh there's the feedback issue, or like oh the screen's cutting out here, or like here's the waiting room and someone's in there. So I feel like they established a lot of like great stuff up front. What did you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think it, for a 56-minute film, like it, it wasn't deep in the character relationships, but it did more than a lot of 90- or 100-minute movie horror movies do. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was a very uh, effectful, 
or effective use of time. Um, at any point, did you feel like there were uh, too many people here in the beginning? You know, not really. Um, a little bit, but you see their faces the entire time. Yeah. And their names right next to their faces, so it's yeah. not hard to get too familiar with. It makes it easier. You know? I know. I know. I love the fact that their name is next to their face. Like, I wish all movies were kind of like that. Like, everybody <laughs> should just wear a character name tag. <laughs> yeah. How, why is that a bad idea? Like, Gemma, the, parentheses, the scared one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although she wasn't the scared one, but. No, no, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Just, you know, cues like that would be very helpful for people. <laughs> yeah, I think you make a good point, too, how they familiarize you with, with like, Zoom, the if you're not familiar with it, or and, like, get you into that mode where you're just, like, feeling like you're on a Zoom call for those of yeah. us that have spent so much time on them. Totally, yeah, I, I totally feel like it sucks you in, and it feels like a very natural environment uh, that you're just on the call and on the platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, They've all brought brought trigger objects, as they've been instructed to do by the medium, and something that's supposed to be important to them. A music box is one of them that Teddy has. Um, And there's a couple other props, and this is really just a time in the movie where they're giving you perhaps maybe some heavy-handed foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. They kind of just like show you all these props and or gags or something that's going to be you know is going to become a vehicle for a scare later oh sure did you catch on to that uh i did with like teddy like i thought he had like some very ominous like things like the clown in the music box but wait which other ones are you talking about like i think somebody i don't think it was a special like a trigger object but somebody had a polaroid camera oh yeah right and then uh caroline had a point where her background came up and it was just an automated video and you just you know that's going to come up later and like yeah. be used for some sort of scare. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. They do, they do kind of uh, plug those devices early on. Yeah. That you know it's going to come back and mess you up. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, did you understand uh, what uh, why they were doing the seance? No, I did not know. Okay. Did you? And you watched no. this twice, didn't you? I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I never caught it. It just it was kind of like a, a thing. And, and it felt like the main character, Haley, had done it before, but like no one else had him. For some reason, she thought like it would be a good idea for everyone to do one. Yeah. yeah, she was the one that contacted the medium and was trying to get everybody like to be serious about it and stuff. Right, right. So um, they get the medium on the phone, and she asks them to think of someone they've lost, and they'll try to contact them. And then at one point, they like hear a thud, and the medium gets up to go check it. And it's just like some food she forgot <laughs> that was coming to be delivered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was kind of hokey and cheap, but... Yeah. Dude, you know, I mean, like, at this point, we're, what, like, 25 minutes into the film, maybe, or 20 minutes in? Yeah, something like that, maybe. And there have been, like, a few, like, false scares, right? Like, I mean, the opening scene with Haley, like, she heard, like, a thud, and it was, like, her friend throwing something at the window, and then you yep. have this one. So I, I feel like they're, like, kind of teasing a little bit with some of these jump scares early on. Yeah, they're not afraid to uh, throw in some some cheap fake scares. Right. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the review. Yeah. Um, so they're going through the seance, and one of the characters, Gemma, says she feels someone like putting pressure on her neck and reveals that it is one of her friends. I don't know if she says she sees them or hears their voice, but it's one of her friends who hung himself in high school. Mm-hmm. So they're working through this, the medium's like telling her how to handle it, and then the medium drops, loses the connection. And you kind of see something that's either like knocked over or thrown towards the medium or right. her computer. Yeah, something like kind of falls over, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and they never really address that again. Yeah, right. Um, so after they lose the medium, Gemma tells the other characters she just made that whole thing up. Yeah. Um, and so there's like varying reactions of like, oh, like you're bad, but Haley is like really pissed at her. Right. Um, and then weird stuff starts to happen. Like Haley's chair gets pushed back, stuff starts moving in their rooms. Mm-hmm. And the medium joins again, gets back on the call, and they tell her what's been happening. They're all freaked out, and then they admit to her that that encounter was faked by Gemma. And she says in doing that, she may have invited something demonic like into this world by like giving them an identity to, to right. hide behind or something. Do you know if that's true in, seance, uh, in seances? If you make something up, you're kind of opening a gateway for anyone to come through? No, but that sounds like something mediums would would definitely push. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Just so you know, if you make anything up, you're going to hell. I feel like that should have been like said uh, in the beginning, right? Yeah, that's kind of (laughs) that's kind of a big warning. Like, uh, don't make stuff up. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Right. You think they'd that'd be in the uh, the contract? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Liability. (laughs) (laughs) So Salen, the medium, like kind of talks them down, gives them instructions on how to like close out the seance. I think this is all via the phone because she can't pick, get back on Zoom. Right. Um, and they, they shut it all down. They like blow out their candles, do the steps. It seems like everything's going to be fine. And as they're winding down the call, like things start to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, at one point, I'm going to lose track of what happens to everybody and when, but she, I think, sees like a floating face yeah. and gets lifted into the air and like throws a bunch of flour on the floor to see something and you see like footprints in the flour coming towards her. Did you did you uh, understand what was going on with that floating face that it was like the the filter on the on the zoom thing? Yeah, okay, so it was a zoom filter. Yeah, and it like and like zoom like picked up that there's like a face there and it like put it on it. Um, oh, even though she gotcha. couldn't see it. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was such a crazy visual like just like this animated like face. And like, and like, holy shit, someone's like there. But you yeah, it was them. pretty freaky. Oh, that's another thing they really set up is like the foreshadowing. Emma was playing with the filters like crazy. Yeah, yep, yep. That was a cool one. Okay, that makes sense. So the, the zoom sensed a face there and put a filter on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Emma flees and like locks herself back in her room again or something like that. And she's fine for now. Mm-hmm. But then I think the next thing to go really wrong is at Radina's house her oven just starts smoking and she's trying to deal with that. And then her boyfriend falls from the ceiling. Yeah. She's like walking around, like wondering where he is. And suddenly he just falls (laughs) face down. (laughs) And then she tries to run out of the house, but we see her like first person point of view, get dragged back into the house. Like we see her feet Mm -hmm. and we see a fleck of blood appear on the camera. And then that's it. Like there's no more. I think the call just hangs with her though, but we just see like, the ceiling and the fleck of blood on the camera. Yeah, right. That's that's one thing I liked, like how, uh, yeah, you're, you're just like stuck on like their death scene, basically. I think that's really cool that they never, they never drop each of those calls or connections or visuals. It's just like, yeah, you still see them there and it's like, okay, now there's three of the four left or four of the five or whatever. It's just like... Right. The, the other screens are just, yeah. Like it's, them yeah, dead. it's haunting and it helps build the tension. Right. Um... The, Let's the, see what the the one uh, that I think might have come before one of these uh, Carolyn's one where she like peeks up into the attic because she hears a sound up there, 
right uh, did, right do you remember did, did, did that jump out to you what she saw up there yeah i thought that was pretty cool she like pans across the attic with her computer camera and you see like feet hanging as if someone's hung themselves up there or something yeah i couldn't tell if it, is that someone that hung themselves or just like someone who's like floating but or a, yeah i don't know that always freaks me out when you see that in movies <laughs> <laughs> someone someone hung or floating I think the idea of like finding someone hung, yeah, even an apparition of someone who's hung themselves is very freaky. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but she doesn't see it, but all the all the women do via the Zoom call. Yeah, and you only like see it for like a second. Yeah. And yeah. so Caroline is terrified. She's been terrified, and she's kind of locked herself in the room as well. But at some point, her visual cuts out, and it goes back to that background, right? Yeah, that virtual background where it's just like a video of her like walking around in the background. Yeah, but then you kind of see, like, it breaks, like, coming in through the background, like, an image of her head getting smashed against the desk. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, a quick one, and you're like, what the hell is that? Right, like, happens really quick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I think, at some point, I don't know what happens, like, we start going into what's going on with the other people, but then they come back to that. Yeah. And the background goes away. And we just see Caroline's head getting smashed into the desk over and over and over again. Right. Like right. getting bloodier and bloodier. And then she's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. But then it goes back to her background playing. So that's really creepy because the <laughs> it's just haunting for the rest of the movie. It's just this video of her like walking into her room and like grabbing some socks from the top drawer and then walking out like playing right. on a loop. Yeah. Like super casually when like you just saw her like die like really violently. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool idea. Yep. Um, so Haley, the kind of lead character, I guess, she gets pulled off screen by an unseen force. And Gemma, who we know lives like in the same building as her or down on the block or something, mm-hmm. she puts on her mask to go outside and leaves the chat to go check on her. And at this point, I think Teddy comes back in, who's a dude that joined at the beginning, but then get, had to drop off because his girlfriend was being drunk and obnoxious in the background or something. Yeah. So we see him start to get freaked out and he runs out to the pool and his girlfriend is like hovering above the pool and gets her neck snapped and dropped in. Yeah, that was rough. And he is the first time you really see something, like you see a demon. Oh, right, when he's like running through the house. Yeah, or he's like in a shed by the pool or something like that. Oh, yeah, yep. And then the music box starts playing and he is set on fire. Yeah. And I thought that was a video effect, but they chose Teddy because he had the capability to set himself on fire. Like, he was a trained professional in this regard, I think. He's a trained uh, pyrotechnic or something? Yeah, so he really set himself on fire for that shot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that looked, that looked pretty legit. Uh, I can, I can, how, how was he on fire? Like, was he, like, wearing, like, a, a suit or something? Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so like he, a, like, kind of knocked unconscious and then set on fire and then he like comes to while he's on fire and freaks out yeah and the whole time like emma's like watching on the other screen and she's just like under a blanket like crying yep yeah and then i think she tries to run out of the house and then we see as she's running towards her backyard and there's a picnic table her camera just her computer stops moving and then we see her like smash down onto the picnic table like she's been thrown up into the air yeah, yeah. And and before she does that, she throws the blanket at, like, an empty space, and it, like, lands in, like, the shape of a person standing there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, a lot really of this cool. really reminded me of The Invisible Man. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what effective use they made of, like, negative space and stuff? Just putting right. the camera on a hallway, like, so that you could wonder what was going to happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you totally, and you, keep, you, keep, you think someone's there, and, like, they're all looking at the space like someone's there. But, like, yeah. it's that suspense of, is someone there or not? Yeah, they do that a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, apparently all you need is, like, a, a zoom camera and a filter, uh, and you can, like, figure out if the Invisible Man is there or not. <laughs> Right. Dude, I mean, kind of like you said earlier, like every 10 years or so, like a movie reminds us how simple it is. Not that it's simple, but like that you don't need much to scare the shit out of people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's a a fundamental way to do it and you you stick to that and and yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah, like fear. I heard one of the guys mention fear of the unknown on that interview and I, I think that's a large part of it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I, know. I love how they did that. Yeah, same. So Gemma, who's left to go check on Haley, she makes it to Haley's house and finds her hiding. And they hear something in the other room and start approaching it in the darkness, periodically taking Polaroids with that camera to light things up. Mm-hmm. And we're getting closer and closer. The suspense is building, and we see some sort of grisly specter as the last thing we see on the screen. And then the Zoom call ends. Right. And that is the end of the movie. Oh, um, did yeah. Did I forget something important? No, no. Uh, what, what did you think of like that final? And I, I guess like throughout, like you have this demon popping up, like as you mentioned during Teddy's scene, and then uh, here you see like a demon pop out. It's like the last scene. Uh, what, did did you like? What, did you like those pop outs? You know, it was so clearly video effects that it wasn't my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked. It, it it didn't look amazing, but it, it was still it did the job. What what did you think? Uh, uh yeah yeah I, I thought they were they were effective. What do you mean by uh, video effects? Like those weren't real people? Yeah, like it wasn't. There was no sort of person there or mask or anything like that. Oh um, okay, that was like a post. I'm pretty sure. I don't know that for a fact, but I, I, I assumed it was just a video, a visual effect done in post production. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah yeah. Um, oh yeah, you're right. And I, I think, yeah, when they described how they did some of those scenes, like, yeah, they, that, that would have been shot somewhere else, I guess, and inserted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, or not even shot somewhere else, but just like, you know, digital. Like a digital cart- person? I don't know how it's done, but like, yeah. Yeah. With the mask? No, I, th- well, I don't know. To tell you the truth, I don't know how they do it. If it's like a, I doubt it's a motion capture. I think it's just like animation essentially. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I kept trying to like pause and like zoom in on like what was a uh, like what, what those little pop out like demons look like, um, and yeah, it's, it's it's pretty hard to tell. They're kind of blurry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I don't know for a fact. It, for all we know, maybe it was uh, a dude in effects makeup that they, you know, quarantined and and were together because Gemma and Haley were together. Oh yeah, you're right in that last scene. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could have been a demon. Yeah, it could have been a real demon. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it. That's the, that's the, whole, the whole plot. Um, what do did you think? You like, what do you think? Uh, oh, did you like that, that ending? Like how the, the credits kind of show up and as like zoom contacts. I liked that a lot actually. Cause I was wondering what was happening. I was like, has the demon like taking control of the <laughs> zoom call? And then I was like, Oh, yeah. it's the credits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I liked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That took me a minute to like figure out what was happening there too. 
but that, that was yeah. great abuse of the thing uh yeah man i i watched this movie and i was just like holy shit this is like the scariest movie i've seen in a long time and i can't remember the last time i've been like this scared and i think part of it's like the effectiveness of making it seem like such a familiar environment with with the zoom platform and something that we all spend like a number of hours on uh potentially every week uh so it just felt like really real and then i thought the characters like the way they interacted was very natural and, and that felt really easy to buy into and uh, just the way, like, how quickly it ramped up and the overall pacing and how quick uh, the film is overall, uh, I thought it was, like, really engaging and, and made it pretty, like, powerful and hit pretty hard. Uh, yeah. what, what about you? What, what did you think? Yeah, I agree. It did a good job of portraying the new normal and it kind of, like, had you feeling weirdly at home in, yeah. in a way. I think it's been, I think a lot of people have had this and I remember seeing more people talk about it on social media when we first started quarantine mm-hmm. like thinking it's weird in a movie like oh don't shake hands with that person oh yeah it's 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 filmed years ago or whatever like yeah oh, these people are too close or oh my gosh remember what it was like to go to a restaurant or right it's right and it's it's kind of um in a way comforting to see a movie that takes place in what the new normal is yeah right that is um, yeah and then it, so it's this weird odd distorted sense of comfort Right. And then, you know, to have that comfort, tenuous <laughs> as it may be, like ripped away by what's going on in the movie that's scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it hit on something weird that I, I don't think people realized would work so well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, you kind of have like a captive audience, like uh, how many people in the country are like in this exact same scenario with like stuck at home uh, or whatever. And uh, yeah, this this just seems like very relatable right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think they did a good job. I had mixed feelings about it at first because I did think it was a bit f- heavy-handed with foreshadowing. Just like, yeah, I just felt like there was five or ten movie minutes of the movie where they were setting up all the things that were going to scare you later. Sure, yeah. But um, <laughs> have you ever gone into a haunted house, like a haunted attraction, and you see the dude like pop out and scare the person? In like front 20 of feet in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they hide again and you're like, well, I, now I know that guy's there. Yeah, yeah. And you're actually yeah. more scared. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and like he, <laughs> he still scares you anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what kind of happened in this movie. Yeah, yeah. To an extent. Like there was definitely some scares where I didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't know what was coming, but. Right. Just the fact that I knew something was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh shit well, music boxes that music box is creepy like <laughs> even though i know it's gonna come into play i'm still scared yeah yeah the music box the clown the the camera like you're right those are like things that like that's obvious it's gonna come later but then you're just kind of sitting there dreading when it's gonna come out yeah yeah and i feel like some of the scares may have been a bit i mean this certainly isn't a movie that like imparts a true sense of like dread like a yeah. slow burn or anything but um so I don't know. I don't. I'm tempted to call the scares a little bit cheap, but they were still really effective and a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Like I think I think there was a cheapness because uh, especially like in the beginning, it it was like relying heavily on jump scares, and then towards the end too, like the last scare obviously is like this big jump scare. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Like it's it's cheap, but it, it it was like effective, and it it did. I feel like it did its job. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, agreed. I don't know. We, and you know, you it's say, like a 56-minute movie. It, yeah. It's allowed to be what it is, hyper-efficient right. and effective. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Did you feel like there was a good balance, though, between uh, jump scares versus uh, more kind of like just scary images that like haunt you? I think that, yeah, I think maybe that's why it wasn't necessarily as yeah. cheap. Like, yeah, 
yeah, there were truly disturbing visuals, so it wasn't just like always a cat. Right. And there was a lot of suspense too, like yeah, a lot of empty space and wondering what was going to happen. Um, they they did build up to it. They they did earn a lot of it. So so maybe yeah. it's wrong to call it cheap. It's just I guess it's just a lot of jump scares. There are, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely a handful. But yeah, I, I think because of the shorter runtime, uh, you know, I, I feel like we've seen other movies which are like, yeah, constantly just jump scares. But I, I felt like they kind of balanced it well because there are definitely like some images that you leave this movie with that are like stuck in your head and it, and it isn't necessarily the, the, the jump scares. What do you think one of those images would be that stuck stuck with you? Uh, for me, there there are a few. I mean, the the, the one that I think I, I really took away was the the feet hanging in the attic. Uh, that that really like spooked me. Uh, in, yeah. In this one, I'll remember the the face uh, that 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 um, who I think Emma saw where where the zoom filter kicked in, and then uh, the image of uh, Carolyn like walking casually while her like face is getting bashed like intermediately like intermediate intermittently. Yeah. In that shot. Yeah. yeah. I think her background is still going even when it's getting like smashed repeatedly. Her face. Yeah, it kind of like cuts in and out, right? Yeah, yeah, or, that or, was yeah, haunting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. for me, one that was like maybe not that big of a deal because it was a character we had only seen for a moment, but the mm-hmm. woman getting her head twisted, like neck snapped above the pool, like oh, floating yeah. above the pool, and then dropped in. Yeah, right. I that just was... always think it's scary when someone is suspended by a an unseen force. That is, I didn't realize how scary that could be, but yeah, that's that's pretty messed up and, and frightening. Yeah, it's kind of like an Evil Dead-ish to me. Yeah, right, right. Hey, what do you think uh, happened to the medium? Do you think she got killed, or do you think she's like safe from all of this? So in that interview that the guys, Rob Savage and Judd Shepard, did on the Boot Group podcast, they talked about how they have a lot of backstory fleshed out for some of these things that we don't know. Like Okay including things that have gone on in the relationship among these friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And one of them is what happened with the medium and maybe what happened between her losing the connection and joining again. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't pick up what they were. They didn't really hint too much at what that might have been, but part of me almost wondered if, like, she was then possessed and, like, didn't tell them what really needed to be done, but... um. Yeah, right. But I don't. It was just like really weird that something obviously happened and she didn't mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like they would either kind of... something fell over in her house or was thrown at her. Like right, right. And then she comes on like acting super super normal on the call. Right. Like, it's like oh, I lost my connection. Like yeah. Wouldn't you have described what actually happened? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, like the fact that like they show that really quick before cutting her out that like something happens and, and not really talking about it. Yeah, you're probably right. There's probably something in there. Some kind of story. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Yeah, and then then I was surprised uh, that the demon went after Teddy. So do you think uh, the demon just goes after anyone who's on that Zoom call? Yeah, I mean, Teddy was there when they first... At the, for the first part of the uh, seance. So I think he was there when the demon, like, theoretically was summoned. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he called. So I think maybe he was just, the demon was there, had a gateway to kill everybody on the call when he was summoned. Sure. That makes sense. Not sure how it works. Yeah. We're um, all learning in this new this new normal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Tips for running a seance. Uh, hey, um, did it ever bother you uh, how, like I, I know like sometimes Haley would be walking around or Gemma would be walking around 
and uh, it would almost be like they were holding their laptop, but like the screen facing out, so you get that like as the viewer, you get the uh, like the first person point of view. But that's not how people walk around with laptops, is it? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that in every found footage movie, almost every. Like, yeah. there's no reason that the camera would be on and pointed to where it's pointed right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, like so, yeah. Be- I think that beef does exist, and I did have that thought, but I have yeah. a hard time thinking of found footage movies where I didn't have that thought. That's true. That's true. There yeah, are exceptions, it- but um, I just can't yeah. think of any right now. That's a good point. I guess if you're being realistic, uh, the whole movie would just be people's shoes probably or the back of someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I mean like certain found footage movies like uh, Quarantine or Wreck where there's like a news person there who's deliberately trying to get everything. Right, right, Um, yeah. That's a bit more of an excuse, but yeah. Sure. And, you know, that's something that's interesting to me too when with found footage movies like the composition of the shots, like how, especially with this one where it's really not... Um, and maybe these women had some experience with that, but it's not trained camera people right. holding the camera. Like, I imagine you don't just want to be like, yeah, walk up there and kind of point the gear yeah. out. You, yeah. you know, you want to make sure certain stuff is caught, right. captured in frame. Um, yeah. So I don't know if there are certain marks that they need to hit. Like, all right, tape that spot on the floor because that's where you're going to stand and you'll hold the computer at this angle right and you're doing Um, this all like remotely right you're telling them how to do it yeah yeah exactly uh yeah i can't i can't imagine like how that looked in in some way i think it's cool because you're as it like in in a normal film like a director or cinematographer like has full control over that uh in this one though because you're relying on the actors themselves to do it uh, you're getting some of their probably creative input uh along the way right like it's probably not exactly what the director or cinematographer is going for yeah yeah, but I could imagine it could also be really frustrating, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's exactly. probably good that these people were friends. Yeah. <laughs> probably. That sure was, that I mean, that was probably really the magic formula that, that needed to happen to make this movie and to make it be the first one of its type and to have it be effective, that these sure. people all had good working relationships already. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a group of strangers trying to do this remotely and, like, how right. to fake this type of uh, chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Like, A, how would you even find each other, and B, yeah, yeah. the chemistry, for sure. Right, right. Yeah, did you um, so, did you like the acting overall? I was just going to say that. I think that this could have really fallen apart if the acting had been bad, but I thought it was really solid. Yeah, I couldn't find any cracks in it. If I felt like each character like brought something different, and like they felt very believable. Really yeah yeah same and, and you know i lo- i love that this is 56 minutes like i think i'll I watch it again at some point it's so <laughs> such a no commitment you know but yeah. um boy I, I will admit yeah i had been i was more scared watching this movie than i had been in a long time yes <laughs> yeah i know it's like about time man like this is what we're doing this for right like yeah man I, and i know for you especially like i'm a little bit more Content to not be that scared in a horror movie, but sure. I know this is what you you really look for. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. glad we got to see one like this. Me too, me too. It had been too long, and uh, it kind of reminded me what I like about horror. So it's good. All right, uh, zero to five head smashes into your desk. What do you what do you give this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know I've I've watched it twice, and I'm struggling to find uh, too many flaws with it. So I, I think I'm gonna give it five head smashes into to my desk. Uh, nice. What about you? Uh, I'm going to give it four just because, uh, yeah, I don't want to say anything bad about it, but you know, at 56 minutes, it's, there's not a real depth to the movie or anything like that. Um, yeah. 
or character arcs or anything, which is, I think, the way a 56-minute probably should be. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that keeps me from giving it a five, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, sure very popcorn and super effective and, and tense and, yeah, yeah. Every, everything a horror movie should be in regards right. to the scares. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that, like, I, I think you mentioned earlier, too, like, we've seen longer movies uh, that have, like, less of a character uh, arc or development or, like, background or context setting. So it, it, it is kind of impressive that, like, yeah, for such a short film, uh, I, I don't know, maybe just because I watched it twice, but I, I felt like I could, like, I, I knew, like, each of these people or something. Yeah, and I think some of the authentic acting is to thank for that as well. But, yeah, I mean, they yeah. did, every character had at least one personality trait, you know, that you could write <laughs> down on a piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. So exactly, yeah, that always helps. More than we can say for some slashers. <laughs> totally. So, cool, man. Anything else? Uh, no, that's all I got. Okay, good talk. Yeah. Well, that is all for our discussion on uh, host from 2020. Not the host. You got to be careful when looking up info on this movie. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's our discussion on host. <laughs> uh, if you liked it please feel free to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show. Uh, you can connect with us. Um, social links are on our website, horrormovieclub.com. You can find our Facebook link, our Twitter link, and that's where we announce what we're going to do next week. We also have a link to our Discord server there if you want to come hang out with us and other listeners and movie fans. And we're always having fun chatting on there with a lot of cool people, so... Don't hesitate to join us there. Our Ohio connection was from Alex Budin, who runs the Jukebox Bar and Restaurant in Cleveland. You can go to jukeboxcle.com and order some beer or wine for pickup in your car. Uh, our art is done by Amy Mae Popart. You can find her on etsy.com by searching Amy Mae Popart, all one word. She has some great uh, horror art and um, yeah, decorations. And she also does cool pop art portraits, so go check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're doing a seance via Zoom, uh, make sure to be completely honest with the medium. Don't make anything up. Good advice. Good advice.